Welcome to Thoreau's Leaves, a podcast dedicated to excerpts from the journal of Henry David Thoreau. I'm your host, M. Allen Cunningham. August 17th, 1851. For a day or two it has been quite cool, a coolness that was felt even when sitting by an open window in a thin coat on the west side of the house in the morning, and you naturally sought the sun at that hour. The coolness concentrated your thought, however. As I could not command a sunny window, I went abroad on the morning of the 15th and lay in the sun in the fields in my thin coat, though it was rather cool even there. I feel as if this coolness would do me good, if it only makes my life more pensive. Why should pensiveness be akin to sadness? There is a certain fertile sadness which I would not avoid, but rather earnestly seek. It is positively joyful to me. It saves my life from being trivial. My life flows with a deeper current, no longer as a shallow and brawling stream, parched and shrunken by the summer heats. This coolness comes to condense the dews and clear the atmosphere. The stillness seems more deep and significant. Each sound seems to come from out a greater thoughtfulness in nature, as if nature had acquired some character and mind. The cricket, the gurgling stream, the rushing wind amid the trees, all speak to me soberly, yet encouragingly, of the steady onward progress of the universe. My heart leaps into my mouth at the sound of the wind in the woods. I, whose life was but yesterday so desultory and shallow, suddenly recover my spirits, my spirituality, through my hearing. I see a goldfinch go twittering through the still, lowering day, and am reminded of the peeping flocks which will soon herald the thoughtful season. Ah, if I could so live that there should be no desultory moment in all my life, that in the trivial season, when small fruits are ripe, my fruits might be ripe also, that I could match nature always with my moods, that in each season when some part of nature especially flourishes, then a corresponding part of me may not fail to flourish. Ah, I would walk... I would sit and sleep with natural piety. What if I could pray aloud or to myself as I went along by the brooksides a cheerful prayer like the birds? For joy I could embrace the earth. I shall delight to be buried in it. And then, to think of those I love among men who will know that I love them though I tell them not. I sometimes feel as if I were rewarded merely for expecting better hours, I did not despair of worthier moods, and now I have occasion to be grateful for the flood of life that is flowing over me. I am not so poor. I can smell the ripening apples. The very rills are deep, the autumnal flowers. The blue curl, not only its bright blue flower above the sand, but its strong wormwood scent which belongs to the season, feed my spirit, endear the earth to me, Make me value myself and rejoice. The quivering of pigeons' wings reminds me of the tough fiber of the air which they rend. 
I thank you, God. I do not deserve anything. I am unworthy of the least regard, and yet I am made to rejoice. I am impure and worthless, and yet the world is gilded for my delight, and holidays are prepared for me, and my path is strewn with flowers. But I cannot thank the giver. I cannot even whisper my thanks to those human friends I have. It seems to me that I am more rewarded for my expectations than for anything I do or can do. Ah, I would not tread on a cricket in whose song is such a revelation, so soothing and cheering to my ear. Oh, keep my senses pure. And why should I speak to my friends? For how rarely is it that I am I? And are they, then, they? We will meet, then, far away. The seeds of the summer are getting dry and falling from a thousand nodding heads. If I did not know you through thick and thin, how should I know you at all? Ah, the very brooks seem fuller of reflections than they were. Ah, such provoking, sibylline sentences they are. The shallowest is all at once unfathomable. How can that depth be fathomed where a man may see himself reflected? The rill I stopped to drink at, I drink in more than I expected. I satisfy and still provoke the thirst of thirsts. Thorough's Leaves is read by M. Allen Cunningham and produced by Atelier 26 Books, publisher of Funny Ass Thoreau, the first ever compendium of Thoreau's humor. Visit us at atelier26books.com. You can support this podcast at anchor.fm slash Thoreau's Leaves. Thank you for listening. So long for now.